0: She had this confidence that things will only get better and that money will not disappear. It is something which will continuously happen, which is so important in business because if you're in business, you're always thinking, Oh, I had one good month, but what if the next one's not good enough? Welcome to Personal Finance Cat, where I share my personal take on personal finance.
1: Hi Sam, welcome to the show.
0: Hi Angie, I'm so pleased to be on your show. Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, of course, thank you for reaching out. To start with, I wanted to ask you what inspired you to become the Money Mindset Coach?
0: The reason I became a Money Mindset Coach was because I have had every money block and every money sabotage that you can imagine. And uh, I went through a lot of uh, financial hardship myself. When I was working on improving my relationship with money, I realized that basically what I want to do is to help other business women transform their relationship with money. And that's what motivated me to become a money mindset coach.
1: Great. Great. How did you develop your expertise? I know it's one thing to want to help, but how did you build the expertise to be able to help?
0: Once I decided that I want to become like a money mindset coach, I went through quite a few coaching certificates and I got uh, two certificates in business strategy and being a business coach and I got two certificates in being a money mindset coach and I also learned to work with money personalities with a very esteemed coach uh, and studied the work about money personalities with And another coach, and kind of based on all this, I came up with my own method and my own money personalities. And now I'm writing a book on them.
1: Great. And how do you explain the concept of money mindset? And why is mindset so important?
0: Money mindset, it's actually a tricky word because money mindset, if you look in common parlance, it donates how you relate to money, what's your relationship with money. And it has to do a lot more than just your mindset your there are four parts to it so the first part is of course the mindset part which is your beliefs and your, especially your subconscious beliefs and your thoughts and feelings around money which lay the foundation of your relationship with money because we all have subconscious beliefs around money which impact how we relate to money how we earn money then second is your energy like are you coming from an energy of abundance of confidence that you control money and money doesn't control you the third part is like how you're going about earning money so you can do all the internal work but if you don't take inspired action then you will most probably not resolve your relationship with money and the fourth part is how you're managing your money now Uh, that's a part which i feel a lot of uh, coaches especially in the online space they're all speaking about manifestation but People are not concentrating really on how do you manage what you're earning now. If you're not managing it well, you will, you will not be able to manage when your in- income increases. And also your subconscious then creates a block that when I can't create what I'm earning now, how will I basically manage if I earn more? And the fifth part is, as I touched earlier, it's your money personality, which is which determines how you relate to money, what money means to you. It's almost like the way you have extrovert, introvert, and they have a different viewpoint around life. Similarly, the eight money personalities and depending on which money personality you feel, you will have a different outlook to, and behavior towards money.
1: Very interesting. So do you have a book that describes all of this?
0: I'm writing a book around uh, what money personalities are and how you can create a business aligned to your money personality in which I will go in depth around exactly the description of money personalities, what business model will work for each money personality, what is strength of each money personality, what are the challenges, what kind of marketing would work for them, what kind of sales strategy would work for them, what kind of social media strategy would work for them. It was meant to be out uh, this year, but then uh, I got uh, basically approached by a big publishing house and I'm trying to work with them if, they would like to publish it so i have to uh, put my prior contract on hold
1: best of luck that sounds exciting what do you think of some of the limiting beliefs or myths around money mindset
0: some of the most common ones which i come across especially in line of women the first one is this that you have to work very hard for money the second is i think that if they get money they'll turn into a bad person or like if you have money automatically a bad person so they they almost subconsciously repel success the third is this feeling that you will never have enough so people keep thinking that regardless of how much money they are making there's this sense of fear that it will disappear anytime they still have a unsecured relationship it's almost like being in a marriage or in a relationship where on the face of it you are very happy but inside you're always unsecured that your partner may leave you any minute the fourth one which i often uh, see with women is Women think that they are not worthy of money or what they are doing is not good enough. So they never charge for their worth. It's just common both if women are in business and also if they are working in employment. So a big manifestation of this is uh, the gender pay gap. Uh, If you work in a corporate field, women and and men do the same job. But uh, as per the studies, women get paid much less for doing the same job and working the same hours as men. And surprisingly, the, the more senior you go, more the gender pay gap increases. So that shows that yeah. the more responsibility you are taking and the more important work you are doing, the less women are getting paid for it. And of course, there, it's not only their limiting beliefs; it's also a lot of it has to do with the culture and the society, the setup in the society. But these are some of the four most common limiting beliefs I, I see around women. When you like when you see women, there's all these stereotypes that. Women should not be talking about money. They should not be asking about money. Their role is more to nurture and to care. If you see, take a Hollywood movie, the rich woman's never the nice one, rarely. <laughs> she's always the bad. she's always the bad one. Mm-hmm. So, and things like this then play on people's mind that if I become rich, I won't be considered nice. Or it's almost like it's unfeminine to think about or talk about money.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. And how do you help your clients overcome those? Limiting beliefs.
0: I work through a process which starts first by finding out what their money personality is and taking them to the strength and weaknesses of their money personality. Then we start doing a very in-depth work about what limiting beliefs they have around money and how they found those limiting beliefs. And then we flip those limiting beliefs and we start doing a lot of uh, sub exercises to transform those limiting beliefs into empowering beliefs around money. So for example, if someone's biggest limiting belief is that money is hard to come by, we may flip it into that some a belief like money comes to me easily, but it's very personal. It depends on what, you know, appeals to them. And we will do a lot of exercises on base to incorporate this belief because once our belief change, our thoughts change, our actions change, our feeling changes and our reality, changes then we also do a lot of work on the energy like what are they coming from the energy of someone who is has a secure relationship with money or is, is the energy coming from a more scarcity point of view the fourth thing i do is of course work on they have their own uh, challenges we, I, dis, I don't believe in cookie cutter strategies, so I will help them design a business strategy which is aligned to their money personality so it feels authentic, it is more sustainable. After that, the most important part we do is we help. I help them manage what they are earning now. We set up a system where they feel in control of their money and they're efficiently earning now. I'm very conscious that I'm not like a debt expert or someone or a finance expert so if i always also advise them that if they are in debt or if there are any financial uh, problems they need to go and speak to people who can help them uh they are people who who will help you to get out of that situation and there's no shame on it the sooner you help yourself the better so that's the other part we always do we always plan a strategy on how they can earn the money now how they can manage what they are earning now If they are any financial difficulties what help they need and often like they need help but they also need someone to motivate them and someone to tell them that someone not very non-judgmental that it's fine Um, especially for women uh, if they are in debt they almost take it as a reflection of their self-worth or there's a very uh, interesting statistics that uh, the number of women who declare bankruptcy so less compared to men because for us as women it's It's just, we would rather go through any hardship that we can to pay our debtors rather than just say that, you know, I'm going to declare myself bankrupt.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's very good. So uh, can you share a success story if you don't mind from one of your clients where you helped them significantly transform their money mindset and then the financial situation thereafter?
0: Definitely. So I had a client and uh, she was trying every business strategy out there. and She was jumping from one business coach to the other. But her business was just not moving and her income was basically stuck at the same level. She also felt that the business strategies which she was using was not very authentic. There was almost like a blocker in her head. And when she came to me, we, of course, like I helped her find her money personality. That opened a lot of thoughts in her head because. She was uh, basically a carer, which is one of the money personalities where for people like that money is a tool to take care of people. And uh, she needed a business which was aligned towards that belief to be aligned. And then we started out by finding uh, her limiting beliefs and we went through her past and we found like the one of the biggest limiting belief which she had was this, that she felt that she was just not worthy of earning money and earnings, uh, and having success. When we did more work, we found out that this belief came from one incident in her life where she had gone uh, with her uh, younger brother and her mom to uh, a fun fair and her parents didn't have a lot of money. And her mom had money only to buy one ice cream and uh, she bought the ice cream and she said that we I will give it to the brother because he's younger not and she's like your elders you know kind of understand and that belief has stayed in her brain that uh, she is not good enough because that she's like it is the good things will happen to someone else and not to her we did a lot of nlp work a lot of hypnosis work a lot of belief coding work to change this limiting belief that she was basically worthy of success. We also planned business strategies around the fact that what her money personality was and we also started like a program on how she can manage her money so I helped her basically create different pots for what she was earning now and her challenge was this that she had to stick to the pots that she had every month. One of the pots was to save just and saving is very important because it gives you it gives a message to your subconscious that you can have more that you know you don't have to spend everything when she worked with me after three to six months she had this sudden shift in her relationship with money in her money mindset and rather than thinking that money was something elusive which will not come to her she started charging her own worth in the business and basically she ended up having her first 10k month even when she had it she had this confidence that things will only get better and that money will not disappear. It is something which will continuously happen, which is so important in business because if you're in business, you're always thinking, oh, I had one good month, but what if the next one's not good enough?
1: Wow, that's a very inspiring story. What do you think was the key strategy in that success story that really helped her? Is it the fact that you made her save and that worked to change her mindset? What do you think kind think of the key is? Yeah.
0: Key was basically she realized that she's she's worthy of having money because if when we think that we are worthy of something and we genuinely believe it, we make decisions and actions on that basis. So I'll just give you a small example. For example, uh, if you don't think that you're worthy of getting paid or that you're not worthy of what you're charging, if you You would be like oh i'm going to like this client has come and this client has said they can't pay me but my fee so i'll just reduce it but when you know that you're worthy you'll be like it's fine if that client goes that goes i'm going to get someone who will pay me this much and you make all your choices in your business from who you work with and who do you employ how you relate to your clients coming from a place that i am good enough and and i'm worthy and i deserve the best So when you think that you deserve the best you never settle in for second best and it it it, and it will make a difference both on a more metaphysical level in internally what you think and in the external decisions that you make
1: yeah yeah very well said it sounds like a lot of your clients are business owners is that right
0: yes i mainly work with business women
1: and why do you think that group is a good group to focus on
0: that is one of the groups i focused on because that's what related a lot to my own challenges because i started my own business and uh, i feel i went through my whole journey so i feel i really understand what their pain points are where they are coming from what are the things they're looking for also what are the pitfalls people fall into right especially when you start a business It is so exciting but at the same time it can be so so rocky having said that this my method would work for anyone i work with business women but if you are not a business woman if you still follow my method you will transform your relationship with money and you will increase your income by removing money any money blocks that you have
1: yeah makes sense and how do you think your prior experience sounds like it's mostly business related, helped with your current business, which is a coaching business.
0: My uh, my first business was a coaching business, so that I've always been in coaching business. But I'll share one thing. So when I started my coaching business, uh, my niche was different. I tried very, very hard to make a success of it. But I struggled, and one of the things, of course, was I needed to to transform my own limiting beliefs. And changing your relationship with money is an ongoing process. It's almost like a it's a lifelong process. It's a relationship. So any relationship which you have, you don't work on it for five days and then forget it because then the the relationship loses its spark. You keep working on a relationship throughout your life or or as long as you are with that person to keep it growing. And another analogy I use is this that, uh, when like if you are into fitness because i am you don't just reach a fitness goal and go like okay now i'm going to stop going to work out and i'm going to basically just have anything eat anything i want you still have to do work to stay at that fitness level and if you want to get fitter you have to go deeper similarly the relationship with money once you reach one level you have to keep doing the work to stay at that level and if you want to go higher or increase your income have a better relationship with money then you have to do more work so that was my first learning point and my second learning point is actually not to do with money mindset at all it's about what you're passionate about so my first coaching business which i started i really struggled with that niche because even though i was trying all the business strategies because that was not something which i was passionate about and when I became very honest with me that what is it that I'm passionate about, which was helping women transform their relationship with money, things automatically changed because what I was earning or what clients I was getting became secondary. But what was more important was what my mission was, what my message was, and what I was passionate about.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's wonderful. So, what are some of the specific tools, exercises, or practices that you usually use to help your clients? Something maybe general that everybody can benefit from?
0: Definitely, very happy to share that. So one of the biggest tool, which I always tell my clients is first thing in the morning, take take two sides of A4 paper and start writing money is. And just don't control yourself, don't judge yourself. Just write the first thing which come on your head. Write at least two sides of the A4 paper. And once you've written it, go through it. And you would start seeing what limiting beliefs you have about money and there would be a couple of thoughts which would be like you would see a pattern and there would be two or three thoughts which actually stand out the most whichever is the most dominant thought that you find out take one take one to start with what you flip it into would be very personal but it should light you up you would know you'll have to try it a few couple of times and then you will find the right solution once you have done that start looking for evidence that it is true i always tell my uh, clients that start making what i call as evidence journal it doesn't have to be a journal it can be on your phone and tell your brain that, that i'm going to look for at least three pieces of evidence that money comes to me easily and effortlessly so you don't have to wait for like 100 pounds or 100 dollars to come to your bank it, you start with small things oh i got like a 50 cent discount on my Shampoo. Someone bought me a coffee. I got this voucher. Ignore any other evidence to the contrary. After a week, tell yourself that I'll see five pieces of evidence today. Then after a week, increase it to seven. Then increase it to ten. And there's a scientific reasoning behind it, because our brain believes, starts believing things that we see evidence of. And right now, it is seeing the evidence that you don't have money. Your money is hard to come by. So we are rewiring our brain by deliberately looking out for the evidence that actually the contrary belief is true a lot of sports people actually use this exercise and because you can use this to decode any belief system so so start doing this a very easy exercise and believe me it's very powerful but you have to be consistent you have to do some people say 21 days but i think actually it's much longer so you need to do it at least for 60 to 90 days to actually change your belief system because imagine like if you are in your 20s or your 30s or older you've been living with that belief for so long it will take time to decode it but this exercise always works the second very powerful exercise is again to release any memories and blocks you have around money take up a piece of paper and start writing every memory that you have related to money which still evokes a strong negative emotion in you starting from the earliest to the most recent and then start going through each memory and uh, read the memory sit with it like you know feel what it meant to you and then release it forgive it i use a popono ho- 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 exercise which is where you tell it the memory i love you i'm sorry please forgive me thank you but don't get too caught into it whatever works for you like for example if you are a faith-based person if some if a more faith-based approach towards forgiving works for you or any other approach which works for you just follow that approach uh, the idea is this that you are forgiving that memory you're releasing that energy from your system some of the memories you will just remove them in one sitting but the some will the more deeper ones which are more emotional hold on you They'll take time. You'll have to go back to them again and again. But those are the ones that once you release them, they will have the biggest impact on relationship with money. And also when you start doing this exercise, the first time you do it, like I had like 10 pieces of memory. I'm like, oh my God, this is it. But once you start looking into it, you will start like, now I have a list of 200 or 300 memories because your brain will automatically, like you will be doing something. You'd be like, Oh, I suddenly got this because your brain starts picking up things from your past, which you have forgotten as a child, as it happened with my a client that, Oh, this happened. And it doesn't have, to, it can be anything related to money. Like, you know, when you did not get the gift you wanted, when someone took money from you and never returned, when you got less pocket money, than your siblings or your friends. You will, it's, it's very personal you will find out and also there's no judgment because what is a financially a negative memory for me may be very different from what is a financially negative memory for some person somebody if somebody will take five pounds from them and not return it would be a big deal so don't think that oh this looks small don't even show your list to anyone it's personal to you if it invokes a negative memory in you regardless of how ridiculous or uh, how small it is you put it in your forgiveness list, and you declutter it.
1: Sounds good. You probably really answered my next question, which is how do you address the emotional aspect of things, right? I think a lot of times we have these tools and practices that we can follow, which is something physical we do, but there are usually a lot of emotions associated with money. So how do you help them change that? Is the exercise that you talked about, is that basically kind of a way to address emotions?
0: yes that is a way way to address your emotions around money and if see our emotions are coming from what our past experience is telling us so our, our emotion is nothing but our body's reaction to uh based on the past experience to what is happening now so for example if you have been burned in past you would if you go near fire you would feel the emotion of fear because that's your body telling you don't go near the fire because you have been burned before and th- and this way you're going to the crux of the memories which is which are creating the bad past experiences which are creating a bad emotion but one very good way of uh, another way which i tell my clients to deal with emotion especially like when you get a bit when you get bill about money or when you are just thinking about money and you know you get this feeling of my God, I can't sleep or I'm worried that how I will meet my commitments. Another very base feel the emotion. So our emotion is always somewhere in our body. So close your eyes. Next time you feel a negative emotion around money, close your eyes and feel it. Where in your body do you feel it and sit with it? So there would be, and when you go inside your body, you will feel it. And then depending on where you hold emotions, in your shoulders, in your stomach, in your heart, in your chest, in your throat. I once felt it on the top of my nose, which was very strange. I'm like, oh I can feel it in my nose, but sit with it and just observe it. And often what happens is this, that emotion is just a reaction waiting to be acknowledged. So when you do this, when you are feeling it in your body, the strength of it automatically dilutes because you have acknowledged it and you have felt it without giving into the emotion so for example if you're feeling angry instead of getting angry you felt it in your body you you have acknowledged it rather than to give into that emotion which would be to like you know throw get angry you know uh, and express your anger however you do it yeah
1: yeah very helpful and can you talk about in your experience what are some of the biggest misconceptions i think limiting beliefs are one thing right maybe they believe they're not worthy of money or something along those lines but What about like misconceptions, just kind of pure myths?
0: I think the biggest misconception is uh, about money is people think money is something like really big, but money by itself is not important. Money is just energy. It's just just like a tool to get what you want. It It will lose its value if you don't want to spend it on Anything that is the biggest conception about money that people attach a lot of negative or positive emotions to money that some people say, go, will go like, Oh, it's it's a tool to change the world. Some people will be like, it's a root of all evils, but it is acknowledging that money is nothing. It's just energy. And it's a tool to get what we are actually getting worried about is how will we live or, you know, get the things that we want to use to get that. It's just keeping this view, which breaks a lot of myths around money, that it's something elusive, something which is not there. No, it's just, it's just a tool to live a best life. And the second biggest myth around money is especially, which I see a lot in online space is this uh, obsession with numbers. Like I think the latest craze is 10K months, but not everyone wants that. And a lot of times, if you're really honest with yourself, a balanced relationship with money is not that. A good money mindset is not that. Oh, you're making a lot of money. No, it's just about the fact that you have a very healthy relationship with money where you are in charge, where you feel in control, regardless of whatever you are earning. So to have a good and abundant relationship with money, you don't have to be a millionaire. You don't want to. You don't. It's, it's a personal thing. If you want to be, you want to be. But it's just knowing that this is the money I need to live my best life. I have a balanced and a comfortable relationship with money.
1: Very well said. Do you pretty much focus your coaching on just people's relationship with money? Do you advise on how they can enhance their business, increase income and such?
0: Yes, I do. So I do the business strategy part, which is aligned with the money personality. So Uh, I do that.
1: Okay. Okay. So are your clients mostly also in some sort of services businesses, or would there be like
0: product business as well? Uh, most of them are service-based, but I also do a lot of work with my product-based clients because the basic concepts stay the same.
1: Right. Yeah. And You're I sure.
0: also have few clients who are, so I don't do the business strategy work with them, but I have few clients who are not in business world at all. So they're women with corporate jobs, but uh, they want to work on their relationship with money.
1: Cool. So a couple more questions for you before we wrap up. What would your advice be for someone who want to start changing their mindset and obtaining some financial success?
0: So basically, I would say that uh, uh, follow my five-step method. First thing would be find out your money personality because your money personality will show you a lot about what relationship with money is. So for example, one of the money personalities is a saver who are obsessed with saving. So They're the people who would be very happy even if they get a deal and they manage to save 50 cents. And I used to judge those people then I realized that, oh they are just being true to their <laughs> personality. And as I said, you have one money personality which you need to take care of people, and different eight different person- money personalities. So find your money personality because that will show you that what money means to you and what are your values around money. You can take a free quiz on my uh, website or also on my Instagram profile to find your money personality. The second would be the thing which we covered earlier, that uh, find out what limiting beliefs you have around money. And you can do the exercise which I mentioned earlier. Flip them into empowering belief. The third is start thinking about where your energy around money is coming from. The exercise which I mentioned earlier about forgiving, that that is amazing for doing the energy work because energy is all about your emotions and that exercise is about releasing your negative emotions around money. The fourth is, of course, uh, I would say that take inspired action, you have to, uh, you can do all the internal work, but uh, you have to take action to increase your income, so if you are in business uh, use proper business strategies which are sustainable don't try to copy strategies which you see someone else is following have a strategy which is aligned to who you are to your money personality to your values if you are in a job uh, then look for a promotion if you know if you don't think you will look, you get the promotion look for a different job and uh, be confident to always charge your worth whether you are in uh, business or in job and of course the fifth and very important step is start managing whatever you're earning now efficiently so have a spreadsheet or whatever or an app to see exactly where you are spending money uh, one of the other ways i also do is uh, divide your money into different pots and tell yourself that i'm going to stick to that pot and uh, what doesn't kind of works is when people start managing money is like they go like oh i'm not going to spend on anything i'll live like a pauper things like that won't work because you again it's like going on a crash diet which you know that you will not be able to last for more than a week because you're you're depriving your body so it's always better to make small and steady steps i would say that always have what i tell my clients a fun bucket where you know that you would spend that money on the fun stuff whatever fun means to you i always tell my clients save because it's such a it sends such a powerful message that even if you're saving five pounds a month or five dollars in your case It gives such a strong message to your subconscious, to universe, to money that yes, you can be trusted with money. If you are in debt, please get help. I always tell people that uh, I'm sure it's in US, in the UK, we have a lot of charities which provide free debt help to people who are suffering from debt. They will tell you what is the right option for you and uh, help you manage your debt. I'm sure you have things like that in US also. So, So it is just taking that first step. Sometimes talking about debt to your family and friends can be very judgmental because you feel that you would be judged. So maybe the best thing is you go and speak, like get to go to the right person who can help you. And believe me, it's just taking the first step, which is the hardest. Once you go and take the help, everything falls in place after that.
1: Yeah, that's great. Do you have a book recommendation around money mindset or... Maybe just about life in general.
0: Yes. So, uh, for m- money mindset, uh, anything by D- Dennis Duffield is amazing. I love her work. She is uh, really, really good, uh, Napoleon Hills, think and grow rich. It is a lot more metaphysical, but it is also really good. It, it has some really good tips on how you can change your beliefs around money. So for any internal work, it is, it is really good. It's very, very helpful. So I would definitely recommend uh, these two books.
1: Yeah, sounds good.
0: What's the first author again? What's her name? Denise Tuffield Thomas.
1: Okay, okay. Is there a um, book that you specifically recommend?
0: Well, her okay. book is, oh, I think it's, it's called Lucky Bitch. Okay. I'll she, look it up. Yeah. She's Aussie and she has a great style of writing. So she basically teaches women how we can all become lucky bitches. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that sounds good. All right. Um, so, last question Where can we find more about you? You can follow me on Instagram. My Instagram account is called in.her.successful.shoes. I will send you the link. Okay. You can also join my free Facebook community where I provide free trainings and free challenges relating to money mindset. I'll send you the link to that. And of course, you can always email yeah. me at Samira at com. I love to hear back from people and do take my free money personality quiz. It will help a lot to find out your money personality. Yeah,
1: I will keep them in the show notes.
0: Thanks so much. I'm absolutely honored to be here. A big thanks to your audience. Yep, yeah,
1: yeah, of course. Thank you.